3, 2, 1. What is going on guys? Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're joined by Aussie Fitness as we find out his real name, how he lost 60 kilos, and why he started his fitness account. What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Macro Cap. Today we have a very special guest. I know him as Des, but unfortunately not a lot of people do. He's also known as Aussie Fitness. Des, I'll let you run the uh, run the reins here and introduce yourself a bit. Hey, what's going on guys? It's Aussie Fitness, as you all know me as, but my real name's Des. As Zach said, uh, not many people do know my actual name, so I guess in this uh, podcast we'll go through everything and talk about me and any other questions that people have had and get to know me more. This is the Des reveal all. All of a yeah, sudden, everyone is, knows who you are now. This is this is where the reveal is, man. This is you know, <laughs> the first person that's gonna let everyone know who the real oh. me is. All we need now is your address, bank that's number, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly where you work, your job title, that'd be great, thanks. Uh, easy. <laughs> um, all right, man, we'll kick it off with just a, just a sort of generic one and, and something that I think a lot of people want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, why you started your account, mate, whether obviously you're bigger on TikTok than you are on Instagram, yeah. and Instagram's mm-hmm. growing rapidly though, mm-hmm. um, but what made you start your account in your first place? Look, um, so for me, when I, I used to, I've never been in a position where I've been like a content creator in a way where I'm showing my face and people know who I am or anything. And I've never been in a position to help people. So when I was, um, and during my weight loss, I, I've been, I've been doing like, I think I went through my journey. It, it's taken a while, but towards the end, I, I sat there and I was thinking to myself, I really want to be able to help other people because there's a lot of false information out there on the internet that I at least witnessed and went through. So my whole point of making my account at the start was just to genuinely give people advice and tips. That's how I started. So what are you, um, what's it, what, ha- what has it more transitioned into now? Cause I know it used to be like a lot of, a lot of skits and a lot of like yeah. fitness tips and a few, a few yep. little diet hacks in there as well, which was really that's beneficial. Right, that's right. Um, what are you trying to transition more into now? That's right. So at the start, like you, if you just even check down to the bottom of my TikTok when I started around September last year, I started off with just giving like three, for example, I'll make a video saying three uh, fat loss tips that helped me lose this amount of kilos back then. And um, it was just those type of videos, only giving quick tips, nothing too in detail. Um, it was just little things like that. And then I started transitioning. Now where I'm at, I'm transitioning into making lower calorie healthier meals for people that are trying to lose weight because in my opinion uh when it comes to weight loss the hardest part at least for me and i found for a lot of people that i've talked to is actually the nutrition and the eating dude 100 percent. yeah because look i mean like you know there's exercise videos out there and there's plenty of them right but in my opinion there is not too too many compared to the you know the, the exercise videos and fitness videos and stuff like that compared to that there's not a lot of content that we tend to make to help people find better alternatives for certain foods when it comes to nutrition there's really not and i don't know if you've noticed this or not but the space is actually very female dominated it is it is it is and there are a lot of guys say for instance like greg Doucette and Mm -hmm. um the other guy who used to just take other people's recipes and post them what's his name um remington james fitness um, right. But they they always seem to throw in the tagline anabolic. 
Right, right, uh, right. Which I I just hate because you can't just put anabolic in front of something and flog it off like it's going to be like a savior for people's diet. Yeah, it'll I help, get that. but it's not like it's not like this cheesecake is going to make you gain forty kilos of muscle in a year. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. No, <laughs> and as well as that, when you think about all these creators that are out there, most of them are not from Australia, right? They're mostly from the US. Yeah. So for I mean, you've probably had a lot of messages as well, but I have too, where people are like. Thank you so much, you know, for being an Aussie creator that um, is in this niche of, um, you know, what we're doing with our content because there's all these American recipes and all that. They have so many more ingredients to help with these type of recipes that we do than we have over here. I find it much that it's much, it seems like it's much easier over there with the ingredients that they have compared to ours. 100%. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of content creators in America, but there's not that many that come from Australia with all the ingredients that we have and stuff. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I can see a lot of more, a lot more coming now, but compared to like around the world, there's not that many around. There's not that many here. Yeah, it's definitely up and coming. But yeah, yeah. you're right. In America, they've got like your fat-free cheeses. They've got that yep. sugar-free, fat-free Jello mix. And that's right. They've, that's got, right. they've got so much like fat-free, sugar-free, all that sort of stuff over there. 100%. Which makes me wonder how their um, obesity rate is actually so high. But It is you know, interesting. It's yeah. a conversation for another time. <laughs> yeah. um, now, I noticed on TikTok as well, and I think a lot of people have noticed this, noticed this that TikTok is a little bit more of a toxic place. Um, That's right. I've seen hate comments on pretty much every video video I've ever seen on that platform. How do you mm-hmm. usually deal with the hate comments that you get if you receive them? Look, okay, so for me at the start when I first started, right, when I'd get a hate comment, when you have a when you have when you have less people viewing your stuff, you're going to get less hate, right? Naturally, and yeah. From, yeah, naturally, that's just how it is. Less people see your things, so there's a smaller rate of people that will hate if they do. But for example, when I had a couple thousand followers, I didn't get much hate, and uh, or any toxic comments, right? But when I did, I'd get one every now and then, and that would affect me, right? I'd sit there and I'd really start to think about it, and like you know, like take offense to it. And then as time went by, as I started getting bigger and bigger. I would have, there's so much positivity, don't get me wrong. I There's a lot more positivity than there is negativity, but that negativity is still there and it does grow as you when you grow as well in your account. But as time went by, I just had to learn and realize that the it's obviously like TikTok, um, like the, the audience, sometimes your For You page, you know, when your video goes on someone else's For You page, it's not the target audience that, it should be going to. So it's people that have no idea what you're even, for example, a recipe video, they see a low calorie thing, they'll straight away think they'll call you up having an ED. Um, they just won't understand and then they'll just be toxic because that's just how a lot of people are. So I had to end up just not just ignoring it, right? And I had to look at it in a way where it's like, it's still engagement and I just don't let it bother me anymore because of how much the positivity outweighs that negativity. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it for sure, man. Because you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like when you're a smaller account, you don't really get that much toxicity. Um, but the moment mm. you start to grow and your your videos start to pick up more views, the more people it spreads out to, you hit the nail on the head. Where it's not the target audience that it falls to, even though even though it goes that's on right. their quote unquote for you page, it's not always going to be the target audience, and you can't help that. That's just how it is. But yeah, one of the worst right. things about that is when you when you make like a fire video and you know the content is banging and you put it out but it goes to the wrong people straight away 
Oh, and then it goes yeah. nowhere. And, and it blows up too. <laughs> and then yeah. it blows up. Like, you know, I've had that before. And especially, look, like, I'm not the type of person that is toxic, for example, to uh, even if I wasn't a creator, I've never been that type of person that is, you know. I don't like to look into things, into people's, you know, bad side or whatever, if they're doing, you know, nothing wrong and stuff like that. So when I see, for example, you know, you, you, everyone gets the comments where, you know, people say something about how you look or they'll try to discredit where you uh, how far you've gone, for example, in your fitness journey, and that could hurt a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like for me, luckily it doesn't. But for um, I have had the comments, and I think to myself, like for example, I'll make a I'll make a transformation video, um, just showing people, and you know I have in my recipe videos and stuff, and people say things that literally have nothing to do with the video, <laughs> nothing at all, but they'll pick something maybe to do with me or just something. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just negative, right? And it makes me sit there and think like, you've, <laughs> there's literally someone that's just trying to genuinely help people, right? And like, where do you have to be in life? And how, how do you have to be thinking to just have the energy to comment, you know, stuff that has nothing to do with the video just to be negative. So I have to be, you know, you re- when you realize that, that it's like, they're just doing it out of boredom or whatever their reason is. It's not a, it shouldn't affect you because really they don't know who you are. You don't know who they are. It's just words on a screen and it's just how people are. You'll never be able to change that. And you just have to learn the, uh, just like literally ignore it. Just literally. water off a duck's back, mate. Yeah, man, exactly yeah, right. It's hundred percent how it is. And it's always yeah. like, it's always the private accounts that are that are willing to like jump on and absolutely try and troll you. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram, I'm a little bit nicer about it because obviously that's a platform I've really worked to grow. But right. on TikTok, I don't really post on there all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone like starts being a smartass in my comments, I'll just do the same thing back. I don't, right. <laughs> I don't give a <laughs> yeah, shit yeah. anymore. I yeah, just start, yeah, yeah. I just start roasting people. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get that. <laughs> because like if they're gonna jump in and try and be a smartass, it can nine times out of ten guarantee that I'm a little bit more of a smartass than them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'll make it... Like, I had some guy who commented... I did this on Instagram, actually, because one of my... I think my quarter pounder video mm-hmm. um, took off a little bit. It got 200 and something thousand views. But someone jumped in there and wrote... Um, what was it? Does this man live in a trailer park or something? Is there somewhere I can donate? What? Um, I have, like, I, I live in the ghetto, and I'm, I'm yeah. quite happy admitting that. I don't care. Yeah, of but course. But I right. replied to the comment within about 20 seconds and mm-hmm. wrote, just leave it on your mum's bedside table, and I'll pick it up <laughs> the next time I'm around. Uh, and he deleted the comment within two minutes. Oh, no way. So, they want, sometimes, you know, the trolls don't, don't like smoke, it. Man. They don't, they don't want it. Like they it. don't want it. No, I'm like, why the fuck are you coming on here talking about my shit when you should be fixing your own? Yeah, and look, man, like as you were saying with the private accounts, like TikTok and Instagram, when it comes to you know the hate and stuff, I have only re- realized this recently because when it comes to you know uh, my TikTok account for what I do, I've only started it quite recently, and I get barely any sort of toxic or hate on there right compared to tiktok obviously and like you said it's the private accounts on tiktok where for example they'll just say you look the same blah blah you're still fat whatever it is you know to do with pointing out how you look and then you check their profile you know just because you're interested and you see it's a private account with zero followers five thousand following and no profile picture and then it's i'm always user one three seven eight it is and <laughs> you know like look i mean if, if uh, it's your opinion right but at least um like it doesn't make sense just saying all that stuff, you know, behind behind a screen having like nothing. You know what I mean? It's just so it doesn't make sense to me. But and it, um, it, it literally gets everyone nowhere. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like someone's gonna read that and be like, oh, that's dumb. 
Exactly, like, exactly. You've done nothing to help anyone. Exactly um, right. But I guess they're, they're, not everyone's out here to help people. Like I know nah. yourself especially, you like to help people. I love helping people. That's why I started my account in the first place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not everyone is in the same boat as us. That's some right. Pe- man. Some people just want to, as as it is in Batman, mate. Some people just want to watch the world burn. That's right. It's exactly right. There's nothing <laughs> you can do. You just gotta, you just gotta keep doing you. Hundred percent, mate. Of all the hate you've gotten on, well, not all of it, because I don't want to say all you get is hate. But yeah. of the hate you've received in any way, shape, or form, have there been any insults in there that you've received that you're like proud of? Yeah. Okay. So, for example, my my most recent it's a few videos down maybe uh, i don't know how many videos it's quite recent so the recent i posted a transformation video just of um a few photos or videos of me three years ago and then a video of me just a few weeks ago and i had people saying like um in the comments like uh the caption i put on the video was actually how did i go from this to this you know one of those videos oh, the classic one yeah and it was, and then in the comments i had a few people would go like steroids you know what i mean or, <laughs> or you know just like things like that where it makes you go oh you know what i mean like as you try to insult me by saying steroids and you know laughing emojis but i genuinely haven't taken anything so it just shows that all the hard work that you've put in that's like a compliment where it makes you go oh wow i've put in a lot of hard work if someone if a hater has to think that i'm on steroids and i'm not that's my favorite one, man. And that's probably yeah. that's probably the most common one, especially with male lifters. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's always the same thing. They're like, yeah, someone asked me if I was on steroids once mm-hmm. and I loved it. I was like, yes, I, I am massive. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's 100%, the best, man. man. So that's, yeah, that's, that's probably one of the ones where I've sat there and been like, oh, wow, you know, all this hard work I've been putting in is uh, actually making me look somewhat decent. You know, because it's like you. Sometimes you forget how far you've gotten. Oh it's, man, it's for me. You know, 100%. I, yeah. You must feel the same way. There you go. So you sometimes forget. You know, it's been a while. You're, you know, you're working out every day. You're, you know, you know, you're, you're doing your thing. You, you've been doing it for a while, and then you just forget. And then something like that makes you go, oh, oh, you know, like you see, other people see it from a different perspective. You know, it's not you just looking in the mirror. It's someone else looking at you, and when they say that, you're like, oh, wow, okay. Another good thing, like when you, when you've forgotten how far you've come, or even if you're just in a bit of like a fitness slump, this is what Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time. Find your very first before photo. Yes. And compare it to your most recent, like after photo, so to speak. 100%. It is, mate, it's a huge confidence booster at every time, every time you do it. Definitely. Definitely. And that's why, um, another big thing, uh, actually, I want to ask you, do you, Take steroids? Oh, thanks. No, no, no. Did you um, did you take photos since day one? Since you started wanting to lose weight, or did you wait a little bit? Where you were not confident enough, maybe to take photos you didn't like. You know, just photos of yourself to so so you have like um, progress pictures. I did the day one, yeah. Did you see that's that's after that I didn't take photos for ages. Really? Yeah, I just did start and finish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I mean, in general, I always tell people, you know, you can use the scale as a tool. In my opinion, it's not the best tool for when you're wanting to track weight loss. Yep. So my, in my opinion, the place where I see the biggest change is progress pictures, right? So like I didn't at the very start of my weight loss ever take a picture of even just for myself on my own phone without a shirt off or whatever, because I just genuinely did not like looking at myself, right? So I didn't even, couldn't even think of the thought of doing it. And then I thought to myself, 
you know, I'd see all these other people doing these transformation videos and photos. And I thought, you know, imagine in a year from now when I am wherever I am, you know, when you're absolutely dick skin lean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and like, it, I need to have this photo where I'm at now, you know, I need it. And then I, I started taking photos like once every few weeks, just of the same position and you know from the front side back and then i started realizing like whoa you know for example the scale hasn't even moved maybe in like you know two weeks or whatever at some points but my hips look a bit smaller right or well, your my stomach looks a little, a little bit, bit better or your clothes are fitting better and I, I used to i'm not sure if you did this but i used to measure myself that's another big thing that i did that's another big tool that i use to track my progress you know you you measure your your hips and all that stuff because like i said a lot of people just rely on this as on the scale as the only tool to track your progress and you know if your if the scale doesn't move you get um you get discouraged and you think it's not working when in reality it 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 is working, you know, so you can't just rely on the scale as the only tool to track your progress, in my opinion. That's the people that, um, that, that lose motivation and then fall off straight away. Exactly right. Um, I've been in that position. You can't rely on motivation. And this is what I tell everyone because like people will message me and say, Hey, I know you're in lockdown right now. What are you doing for motivation to get your workouts done? I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm just trying to make a routine for myself and stick to the routine, man. That's Mm -hmm. all you can do. That's right, 100%. And when it even comes to motivation, I get people always asking me, how do you stay motivated? You know, like, um, and honestly, it took me a while to realize this as well myself, but motivation, in my opinion, for me at least, comes and goes, right? Oh, 100%. It's about discipline. When you, when you find exercises that you enjoy doing, when you find a way of, um, eating and getting your nutrition in and whatever it is that you're doing when it comes to food wise when you find something that works for you and you you know you mix that together with exercises that you enjoy doing that's you know that's like that's the big part here you know what I mean like it's the enjoying part it's like the enjoying if, if, if part if you don't enjoy yeah. the process then yeah. the whole thing is going to feel like a massive slug mm-hmm. and you've got to have thing. the discipline you've got to have the discipline because like I said the motivation comes and goes but if you're disciplined if you're enjoying something and you're disciplined it won't be a chore you won't be sitting there you know uh, hating your journey because you don't want your journey to be something that's a lot of people they're, they're not they don't enjoy their journey you know and there's no reason for that you know what I mean? And um, you just need to enjoy what you're doing. Find what works for you. And don't rely 100% on motivation. You have to have discipline even on days where you don't want to go. Make it a routine. Make it a habit. Because it's easy It's easy to fall out of habits, but it's hard to get into them. But once you get into them and you're disciplined, then and you're, you're there. Just, yeah, you're there. You're there. And it. You're done. Exactly, keep going. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> just, you just keep going. And it took me personally a while to realize that, you know, I try to figure out what do I need to motivate me? What do I, you know, this and this and that. And because some days, as you might know, you wake up and you do not want to get out of bed. You do not want to go to gym. You do not want to do this. Mate, I'll tell you what, that. every day is that at the moment for me. Right. Every right. single day. Mm. Right. And how do you get over the, how do you, you know, do your ex like if you don't feel like exercising what do you do do you you have the discipline right you go i need to do it yeah man i just buckle down and get it done it's got to be buckle done down and get it done that's 100 percent right and look there's some days where you will feel that way right and i tell myself this like back when um i was started my journey 
uh, when I was quite overweight, there would be some days where I would be like, I really don't want to go to the gym, I don't want to go to the gym, but I at least have the discipline to show up to the gym and I'll be like, look, I'm going to try workout for 10, 15 minutes and see how I go. Every time I've done that, I've ended up continuing my exercise and actually doing a full workout. 100%. Where instead of, instead of just going, I don't want to go at all. At least try it. 10, 15 minutes in, if you genuinely, because everyone's, everyone's normal, we're all human. You're, you know, you have your days where you don't have energy, you're not feeling well, whatever it might be. And if you go in there for 10, 15 minutes and you at least tried and you go, look, I'm not feeling it today, at least that way you don't feel bad that you didn't try. Yeah, man, to be honest, the hardest part of going to the gym is actually going to the gym. Going to the gym, that's You walk in that right. door and the atmosphere will get you going. Whether That's you've right, got man. pre-workout or headphones or whatever, like you, you will get buzzing just going in there. That's it's, true. Yeah, it's the best feeling getting into a gym. I mean, I, I really miss the gym, hey. Yeah, really miss the gym. Um, now I know you're quite open on your TikTok, and I mean more predominantly on TikTok because it's your bigger platform. Yeah. Um, what What do you think? Like when people see your content, what do you think they misunderstand about you the most, or do you think they have a common misconception with your account or content? Like, what do you think people misunderstand the most? When it comes to TikTok at least, because as you said, that's like my main platform and I'm transitioning to, to you know, try my hardest on Instagram. But for when it comes to TikTok, because I've been on there for longer, I feel like it kind of ties into the part where you get like that audience that has, that has no knowledge in what you're doing and it's just, TikTok targets the wrong audience and those people all start um, saying that it's, you know, the food that I'm making ties into eating disorders or even just calorie counting ties into eating disorders. And, you know, everyone's opinions are different and there's different levels to it, obviously, right? Like, for example, I used to, back when I, back when I first started counting calories, I used to care about every calorie when it comes to something like lettuce or spinach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, I, tracked, you know? I used to track spinach leaves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. And look, I mean, that if you want to say that that's what that is, that's fine. But I'm not promoting that, right? I'm literally just trying to help people as you are find lower calorie alternatives, healthy alternatives to help with their weight loss. And when Quickly on that point, though. Yeah. Um, when you're making recipes and stuff, say for instance, burgers mm-hmm. or anything like that, mm-hmm. if you don't track the lettuce, someone will call you out for that every, that's, sing- that's every single time. That's 100% right. 100%. That's, that's so true. It's so true. For some, for some recipes, they'll say you don't need to track that. You'll get comments saying, why are you tracking this? And then for some, you'll get, you don't need to track that, right? So sometimes you can't please everyone, right? Oh, you'll never but, be able to um, please everyone, ever. <laughs> never, never, never. But yeah, I think honestly, when it comes to that question, it's just... Um, people the misconception is that i'm promoting you know or people that do stuff that you and me do they're they're promoting eds when if you you know people that actually you know it's it's really in my opinion it isn't um it's got me to where i am it's got you to where you are and there's levels to it in my opinion i feel like what we're doing is not that at all i wouldn't say it's promoting eating disorders any like anywhere near um, yeah. There's a massive difference between what should be considered disordered eating and an eating disorder. Yeah. Very, very yeah. different. Anything mm-hmm. that isn't to intuitive eating is technically disordered eating because it's mm-hmm. not normal, but it's right. not an eating disorder. I think right. a lot of people throw the term eating disorder around far too quickly and without any sort of knowledge on the subject, um, which definitely doesn't help anyone at all. And I think telling someone who's counting calories that they have an eating disorder 
does tend to turn them away from it because they're like, oh, I can't be seen having an eating disorder. How disgraceful. Like, it's not disgraceful if you have an eating disorder, but it's not disgraceful to be seen as to having one either. If you're you're counting calories and learning how to count macros, um, one, no, it's not an eating disorder. And two, it's a very useful tool for knowledge. I'm not saying you have to track every day for the rest of your life. That would be absolutely barbaric. Very true. But getting the knowledge, like you could just, you could go into it and think of it as like a school or a university subject where you go in, you learn what you need to learn and you leave. And then you apply that in everyday life. That's right. 100%. That then leads to like more mindful eating as opposed to intuitive, but it's it's fairly close because you know like what portion sizes should be roughly what... You know what um, a technical serving size should be or looks like, and you can adjust what you eat accordingly. That's right. And look, with our, for example, the recipes that we make, people only basically, I mean, on Instagram, you know, you might show when you're eating uh, a food that you wouldn't post a recipe of, right? So just normal food, stuff like that. But a lot of people will uh, think like, uh, or you do, they think like all we do is eat and make these lower calorie anabolic recipes or anabolic yeah look <laughs> you we make these videos to help uh, everyone else and as well for ourselves but we, every, we you know you and me definitely we eat normally and you know what's considered i guess normal foods you know what i mean yeah and we don't just eat off and rely on and make these low calorie foods i honestly eat normal foods all day, every day. It's, I don't know what else to say other than normal, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so, what does a what does an average day on a plate look like for Des? Look, honestly, like I've always loved my meat. So, yeah, in the in the morning, I'll either have my oats or I'll have my I'll have scrambled eggs with bacon. Very generic things, but I always concentrate mostly on my protein. And then, if I wanna, you know, if I wanna fit in. If I feel like I've personally, you know, you've had your days where you do overeat and that's completely fine. That's normal, but man. Everyone, yeah, everyone does it. That's very normal, you know. But then, for example, if I, the next day for me personally, if I want to feel better inside when it comes to how I'm feeling in my stomach, if I still crave a food and I know that the day before I've eaten a lot and I don't feel that well and I want to eat a certain food, I'll maybe make a lower calorie version of that food or similar to that food. So my, uh, to like make up for it, not make up, I'm not sure if you know, if I'm explaining it right. You're hitting the spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, yeah. It's a, that, that is a massive thing. I think that's why French toast and protein pancakes are so massive. Yes. Because there are a lot of protein pancake recipes out there now that are similar to actual pancakes. Yes. Not, I'm never going to say that any recipe that I make or that you make or that any um, like macro-friendly, low-calorie, anabolic recipe creator... Nothing will ever taste the same as the original. That's right. Uh, And that's just how it is. These are the smaller sacrifices that you have to make if you want to make these foods or if you want to eat these foods or if you want to try lower calorie versions of your favorite foods. Um, I I always encourage people to eat the original because, you know, you shouldn't never have to feel guilty about eating anything. You don't have to worry about... Sorry, no, it's not that you don't have to worry, but you shouldn't have to worry all the time about hitting your macros with all these calorie-friendly stuff. Um, case in point is always cookies, man. I don't know if you saw my story or not, not too long ago, but Cole's like, store brand cookies in their bakery section are 100 calories each. I only found out about <laughs> that when you actually posted that story. No lie. I 100 had no calories idea. I cookie, had no idea. 
Yeah, it's crazy, hey. But, and yeah. then, like, because if you make protein cookies, nine times out of ten, if you want, like, a genuine cookie texture, they're going to mm. come in at, like, I made some yesterday that I posted, and they were 200 calories. That was stuffed right. with peanut butter, so they didn't necessarily have to be that much. Yeah. But it was only five grams of peanut butter. That's only, what, mm-hmm. 30 cals, if that. That's right, that's right. So, 100%. I mean, look, when it comes to these type of recipes, you know, there's certain ones where I think it's totally worth it, right? But in... The main thing is moderation. Right? 100%. The main, that I always have said this, moderation is key. I'm never telling you to, I will never ever tell anyone to cut out certain food groups or not eat certain things and I'll never do that myself. It's just moderation. There's a, there's a balance. You need that balance. You can have know when to have this and know when to have that. And when it comes to these recipes that we do, for example, the cookies, it may not be worth even bothering if um, the cookie you make. So for example, I have made, uh, tried to make a lower calorie version. And they were 70 calories, I think. But the Coles ones, like you said, they're 100. You get that 100% cookie taste and there's probably no need for that alternative. But when it comes to things like pizza, right? You, oh, you pizza can go was get exactly what dude, I was thinking yeah, of, man. <laughs> 100%. That's, you can, so a lot of people would be like, oh, just eat the pizza. And then in my head, all I want, you know, all I want to try to tell them is, look, let's say you want to go and get a pizza, you, which you can, obviously, but if you're looking for a lower calorie alternative or just a better alternative, if you're trying to lose weight. It's the fact that instead of having a 1000 to 2000 calorie pizza, depending what you get, you can make one for five, six, 700. You can cut those calories in half and still have the pizza, right? What is, I don't see the issue in that. For me personally, like that's Absolutely the whole point. Absolutely no issue. Absolutely yeah. no issue. Pizza is, uh, I feel like it's the main culprit there. Because right. like when I, when I, my very first bulk, I'd get Domino's once a week just because, you know, I'm a bit of a pizza slut. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> even, even sometimes now when I make a low, like lower calorie alternative to a pizza or just a low cal pizza in general, I'll make the base, I'll top it all, I'll do everything um, that I usually would. But it still doesn't quite hit the spot. Oh, yeah, hundred um, percent. Sometimes that happens, and that's and that's fine. It just mm-hmm. means the next day I'll get an actual pizza. Yeah, that's but right. That's dude, right. Have you have you looked at macros on like Pizza Hut? Ah, uh, they're like fourteen hundred calories minimum. Yeah, and I is it wait? I think it's. I'm not sure. You might know this. Is it the pepperoni pizza that's like over two thousand calories or something like that? Yeah, is the it? like the double pepperoni. Yeah, I think so. It's like two thousand, maybe even more. I think so. Around there though. But when you really think about it, like, damn man. Like as I said, you can that's have a whole day for someone. But it's a, a whole day, day for, for someone. someone. You know, <laughs> it is a whole day for someone. And like. You know, if you do feel like the, if you do if you do want to have every now and then, go ahead. But if your goal is to lose weight, um, maybe it might not be a good idea. If you if you if you love pizza such as you do, maybe it's not a good idea to have that one from Domino's once a week. Instead, you know, substitute it every now and then for the lower calorie alternative. It won't be the same thing, but it'll be close enough and it'll be half the calories. Yeah, realistically, so you can still choices. hit the spot with it. Yeah, yeah, close enough at least. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Um, on top of that, mate, I just wanted to ask as well, because I, I get this question quite often and I'm sure you probably do as well. Um, mm-hmm. actually probably not because you would on Instagram, but on TikTok, obviously you can only DM someone if you're, if you're mutual following, right? That's, that's a thing, I, isn't it? I, no, I, I get, I, I think you got it in your settings. I've got it open for anyone, 
but I don't really, I don't open TikTok DMs only on Instagram as much as I can. <laughs> There's a little scoop for anyone. If anyone wants to contact Des, do not do it via TikTok. He will not open yeah, it. Don't. <laughs> I, 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 I get, honestly, I get so many and I, I yeah, it's, hit me it's, up on Instagram if you ever need It's me. very overwhelming. It's very overwhelming yeah, getting 100%, that many DMs. 100%. And you feel bad. You feel yeah, bad not answering very. certain DMs. Um, but what I wanted to ask was, what is one or just a couple pieces of advice you'd give to someone who wants to be a food or fitness blogger slash influencer? I hate using the word influencer. We're going to stick with blogger. Um, what's what? Yeah, what's a piece of advice you'd give to someone if they were to message you and ask, you know, what can I do to do to be a fitness or food blogger? Okay. So my biggest advice um, for me personally, so I've been doing this for a, just a bit over a year now. Yeah, a bit over a year. And I have tri- tried so many different things when it comes to, you know, how you post certain content and, you know, like quality and things like that. And for me, the biggest take is consistency is a big part. If you do want to be successful on social media, especially TikTok for me, you need to be consistent. You need to be consistent. You need to put out quality content and you need to really know how to catch people's eye in certain ways whether it's what you're saying or what you're showing and just be very informative depending on what you're doing and be genuine be honest be a genuine person be uh, you know if you want to be um be open in certain areas but for me personally what i found for me you know if you want to be a blogger blogger as you're saying we use that word the consistency and the quality is a big part is a very big part 100 percent. be knowledgeable in your niche Mm-hmm. Um, have good quality content. Yep. Post consistently. I posted at eight o'clock every single day for like a solid two years. Yeah. Um, wow. And the fourth one is just start. That's for right. Sure. Like you're never, never going to get there if you don't just start. Just start throwing stuff out there. It'll catch. One hundred percent. Someone will love it. A hundred percent. And I don't know, like how it was for you but for me like literally even you know when i started this tiktok stuff i I talked about it with my with my mother and i was like look i just want to start something you know i want to be in a position my whole point of what i'm doing is as i was saying there's a lot of false information as you know that's out there on the internet when it comes to the weight loss industry fitness industry whatever and i just want to help people um with what i've gone through right and try to give them honest tips and if I could, what like, I just want to help people out, and honestly, yeah, that it, it, that's all I want to do. And as you, as I was just saying before, the consistency is the biggest part. The quality is a is a big part for me personally. What I've gone through, but that consistency thing is a big thing. Like especially for TikTok, because as soon as you don't upload for maybe two or three days, in my opinion, the algorithm just starts to slide off. It starts to put you to the side. You're like, ah, we don't need yeah. this guy anymore. Come back. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's how it is though. I see, I don't know how it is for Instagram. I don't know Instagram too, too well. I'm just catching on to it. I'm just catching on to it. But as you're saying, you need to put, you just need to, uh, you need to start and you need to be consistent. And if you're scared, honestly, there, you've got nothing to lose. Like you can, you only regret the things you don't try. I never regret the things you do try. And if I, you know, just uh, wasn't confident, which I, I wasn't at the start, but if I just let that get to me and I didn't start that day that I did, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And it, the feeling of, as you might know this, the feeling of getting messages of people telling you, oh, you you know, you've helped me do this. You've helped me lose weight. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a feeling that can't really be compared to anything else. Being actually, being able to genuinely help people. There's literally... 
Like every time I get a message like that, my heart basically explodes, mate. Just knowing that I've been able to help someone and touch someone's life in that way um, makes me... You can't even explain it, to be honest. No. You can't compare it to anything. You can't explain the feeling. It's just overwhelming, but in the best way possible. That's right. And it's hard to realize as well, like, you know, you've got a massive following yourself on Instagram, for example, and you see that number, right? But it's just a number on a screen. But when you really think about how many, how many really think about if you look up, for example, 66, 70,000 people in a room, Mm -hmm. if you look that up on Google Images and you realize how many people there are that actually care about what you post, that you actually help. And then when you sit down and realize and go, whoa, like that's when you actually realize like it's a whole different feeling as you're saying you can't compare it to anything else especially when you get those messages and especially when you actually know that you've helped certain people it's the best feeling and i I can't compare it to anything else yeah it's mental i think my um my like oh shit moment when i realized like that the number was quite large in in terms of how many people actually one want to see my content or two that i can potentially help um Mm -hmm. i'm from a small town in new south wales called cowra and okay. it's got about 10,000 people in it. Mm-hmm. My Instagram following is six times bigger than my town. Damn. Which is that, that, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's weird to think Good about. Stuff. Um, which is crazy, cool because man. that's the amount of people that I could potentially help. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome, man. It's um yeah, it's de- as you said, it's definitely an overwhelming feeling. Well, I said the overwhelming part, but it's definitely a feeling that you can't explain and that genuinely makes your heart explode slash feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. Yeah, and look, like I was I mentioned it before, when you know you've obviously get a lot of messages too, and it's hard to reply to everyone. I try genuinely to reply to every single message, no matter what it is, but I don't know if some some people do get quite upset and I you know see it in my request after if I just haven't seen the message that you know that I haven't replied to whatever and it's it's hard to reply to everyone but I try to see and reply as much as I can to everyone and you know we're both so you and me I know we are 100% appreciative for everyone and them supporting us you know we wouldn't we wouldn't be where where we're at without them exactly. and knowing that we can help them and they can help us and we you know it's like a it's a two-way thing it's it, it, it's awesome it's great um just touching on that as well do do you ever give yourself like mental health days now this may sound really really stupid to a lot of people but mm-hmm. when you when you do get constant messages all the time and um the engagement is quite high it can be very overwhelming to your average person who maybe doesn't have a, a large following on any kind of socials, they don't understand it because they kind of just like send you a message and then that's their message sent for the day. When you've already got a tally of 50 messages to reply to, um, it can be very overwhelming for your brain and you tend to kind of just like chuck it aside. Um, mm-hmm. Do you ever give you one, does that happen to you? And two, do you give yourself any mental relief to get away from that? Yeah, that's actually an awesome question. That's actually an awesome question. Look, um, so since I started this TikTok stuff, as I said, I don't reply to the DMs, for, for example, on there anymore, but I used to. So when I first started, I had a couple thousand, you know, and it started like after the first video that I uploaded went viral, I started getting so many messages and I tried to reply to every single one. And as you mentioned, it's draining, right? It's very draining. And I don't mind, you know, we're already helping people and I don't mind going out of my way to help people if they need more. But it comes to a point where you physically as one person with one brain cannot, you know, get to every message. So I, you know, I do 
I had to learn that it's okay to not get to everyone, you know, like I, I used to kind of, you know, get like anxious about it. Like, what if they like, you know, what if they think I'm like purposely ignoring them and stuff, you know what I mean? So I had to learn slowly and slowly not reply to certain things. When certain videos, especially maybe go quite viral, I tend to maybe not look at the comments for the first hour. Um, just because I just don't want to, I try to reply to every comment. That's one thing I do as well. I try to, and with the DMS and stuff, I check it every now and then, but not like I used to where it was like, you know, every, every few minutes, you're just checking to see what someone's saying. And if the previous person has replied and you know what I mean? So I definitely did have to learn, uh, to kind of just say to myself, it's okay if you can't get to everyone. What about you? Have, have you experienced that too? Yeah, man, for sure. Which is which is quite strange because obviously at the moment I'm in lockdown, so realistically I should be able to just reply to messages on the spot. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not really the case because you know I've got to do the content. I have to work every now and then. Like I'm not working yeah. my my full on nine to five at the moment, but I do have to do a couple of hours here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is def- it does get overwhelming. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love getting messages from people, and I love talking to people. I love hearing for if sure. I've helped someone, or I love helping being able to help someone if they have any questions. But sure. it, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah, um, 100%. I went through a little patch recently where I kind of just, like, I'd see the little message tally in the corner of my screen and I'd go, nah, not today, mate. And I'd just put my phone down and I'd just mm. zone out. Um, yeah. That's probably probably wasn't my best way of dealing with it. But, you know, it is what it is. We, as, as you said, it's, it's a learning thing. You do learn. Yeah. Um, whereas now I set aside myself some time to one, have some mental clarity. I'll just sit down and watch a couple of episodes of the Simpsons and, um, that's my guilty pleasure. Don't Can't go anyone. wrong with the Simpsons, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a th- been running 34 years now, so Damn. they must be doing something right. <laughs> right, for sure. 100%, 100%, man. No, that's a good way to, I mean, yeah, as you said, it's all just like everything else in this, in this uh, industry that we're doing and the social media stuff, everything is a learning curve. And the only way you learn is by experiencing it. And yeah, I mean, coming from me and both, both Zach and I, we do not ignore you on purpose. We promise you, we appreciate every single one of you that support us. You, you'll know if I ignore you on purpose, trust me, because you'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, someone will throw some shade my way and I'll just go, nah, yeah, that's a different that. story. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's a different story, 100%. Uh, mate, going back to when you started your account, now, yeah. were there any influential people that sort of either A, that you wanted to be like or have similar content to, or that encouraged you to start your account? Right. So when I first started, um, honestly, there was, I, on the top of my head, on the top of my head, I can't remember anyone in part, in particular that like I looked at and I was like, I want to do certain content to them. There was um, just certain TikToks that I would see because the only reason I downloaded TikTok was to look at like weight loss stuff and and foods and stuff like that. Uh, and so that's when I had an idea. I was like, oh, I'm going to try to give people tips. So there wasn't really anyone in particular when it comes to those videos when I first started. But now where I'm at, when I started the food stuff, I'm not sure if you know who, there's an Instagram account called The Flexible Dieting Lifestyle, I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, his name's Zach. Yeah, dude. That's He's the first guy that I ever came across that did like macro-friendly recipes right so for me you know i didn't start for a while but that kind of sparked the idea of this this guy is making recipes that literally look just like you know the real deal the real deal and 
what can I do and what can I post? Because obviously, like I said, it's hard when you're in Australia. It's, it's quite difficult to replicate a recipe when half the ingredients they don't have here. So I just, in my head, you know, I first started off, I think I did, I did a pizza a long time ago. I did, you know, things like uh, lower calorie milkshakes or protein shakes, just very simple things, you know, yep. nothing crazy, but just things that were like it cut down the calories by, by quite a bit. And that way you can, you know, have your, have the rest of the calories you can use for other foods and things like that. So that, that's one dude that definitely inspired me when it comes to the recipes and where I'm at now. Man, that's cool, man. Yeah. He's, um, he's definitely someone that I looked up to when I first started. Yeah. Um, nowadays I don't really look up to anyone else's content because I don't want to make it look like my content is copying anyone else's. Yeah, 100%. Because uh, if you do get caught out copying someone, and people do this all the time, I've seen my some of my recipes get floated around uh, a few times just from, from people and there's no recipe credit given, which if it's a smaller like food blogger, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, it's only when it's like bigger businesses. There was a big Australian business um, who specifically helped women with flexible dieting Okay. Um, their company name rhymes with solution. We'll put it that way. Um, mm. they, some, two of their team members took my brownie recipe and made it for themselves um, and posted it with no credit. But on all of their other posts, they're giving credit to each other for, wow. for making their content. And I was like, man, that yeah. sucks. So I, met, so I DM'd them. I DM'd the business and they basically just gaslighted me and told me that the internet was a free place for all recipes and no credit You're needed kidding. to be given. Um, wow and like, how easy is it to credit is. someone see like i when i first started i didn't know much about um the crediting and things like that but like i said i personally uh used my own recipes that i kind of made up with inspiration never the same recipe before when i first started it was just things that i personally used but now nowadays you know if i make a recipe and i'm inspired but if i see it on instagram or if i'm following the person i see something i want to make something similar or just like I said, an inspiration. It think about it's not that hard to honestly just write in the caption or wherever and just give that person credit and tell your followers that see it or whoever sees it, especially if it blows up. This is where I've seen this video. This is the original credit. Go check them out and you know support them too. It's yeah, not that literally hard. all you have to do is write credit colon space at person. That's right. I, I've had <laughs> one. I've had. I've. <laughs> that's literally. I've had. There has been where one or two mistakes previously where. I had one of my followers, for example, send me a recipe and say it was theirs and send me a photo of their one and say, hey, you should try out this recipe. Um, I just tried it out. It's mine. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a go. So then I give it a go and I say one of my followers, you know, recommended it to me. They made it. And then in the comments, I'll get a lot of people saying, this is this person's recipe. Don't steal. And I had genuinely no idea. So what I ended up doing was I DM that person and I said, I'm genuinely very sorry. I had no idea that this was your, you're the creator of this recipe. This is what happened. I'm going to give you credit right now. Um, you know, like I said, I'm very sorry. And they've been understanding every time, but it's more like, you know, in your case where they do steal your recipe and they do it on purpose and then they give you no credit and then it's a disrespect as well. And yeah, like that's the only thing that I've experienced with that stuff, but it's not hard to give credit as we were just saying. It's really not, man. Um, yeah. you, usually like, I don't really care. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah, yeah. like for instance, I make spaghetti bolognese, I don't know, three, mm. four times a week. And I never give credit mm. to the original inventor of spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I feel like um, being in the niche is a little bit different. Like spaghetti mm. bolognese is such a such a household thing that everyone makes it. 
I guarantee yeah. 90% of people who do make it probably don't know where it comes from. But when it's, right. when it's something super specific, like say, for instance, the cookies I posted yesterday that contain, mm-hmm. you know, applesauce and which is a strange ingredient for most people um, yep. and Greek yogurt. Like if I see someone, if I see someone post cookies somewhere that have been made with those ingredients, I'm like, yeah, there's no way you just saw that online and went, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's just that's very generic. No, it's not. That's so true. <laughs> that's a, yeah, exactly. And it's it, yeah, like you're just saying, like it, it's, you know. It's different, you know. I mean, look, sometimes they copy every ingredient, but it's made differently. You know, like, for example, I've made, um, I have seen it quite a few times. I made the, uh, there was like these mini taco boats, but they were, weren't actually taco boats. They were just cut up wraps and put into muffin trays. Yeah. And um, I made that video and then, I, you know, a day or two later, I'd see, you know, a video or two flying around and it was the exact same ingredients and it was like the exact same way I did it. And I haven't personally seen it before. It probably has been done. You know what I mean? It probably oh, has man, been done. There's, there's always a chance that something's yeah, been done before. I, I've, I sat there myself and I thought of it and I did it and I genuinely haven't seen it before. But then it's, you know, you see stuff like that and you're like, ah. Okay, that's cool. But as you were saying, when it's smaller creators, I really don't mind. Like, it's not that much of a big deal. It's different when it's like you were saying, if it's a big company or someone that's that's big or maybe even profiting off it. It's you know, the, pro- the profiting. That's the yeah, that's the one that that's, gets me. That's right. That's the that's right. It's a profiting, you know. And then like the complete just it, it's just disrespectful because as you know the, the stuff I don't think a lot of people realize the things that we do. It actually takes a lot of time, a lot of money. And it's not it's not a complaint, but I think it's just something that people overlook and don't realize. You know, like all these recipes and these testing and um, just all the stuff it takes and editing and just everything. Um, I enjoy doing it. I love doing it, but people don't realize how much is actually put into it. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of a lot of time and effort, definitely. Because yeah. um, I I think this is someone commented on one of my um, reels recently on Instagram and said stop talking so fast and stop cutting the frames because by the mm-hmm. time you mention the ingredient you're already five ingredients ahead. Mm-hmm. But that was a thirty second video that I condensed down from twenty three minutes of footage. Wow, there you go. Like it takes a little bit of work to get down to that and then yep. do the voiceover. So that's right. there are some sacrifices that need to be made, especially while editing videos. And that's something that came as a massive learning curve because I used to try and make all my videos as long as possible mm-hmm. on whatever the platform was so I could yep. get as much in as possible. I did the same and that's a, that's a great point. Wow. It's, yeah. and it's And it's hard, man. It's hard to condense anything like anything at all even I, I did a bloody um, caramel McFlurry review like 10 minutes ago I, I, did see that. I did see that and even condensing that down uh, to the to the time was like oh man this is this is work yeah especially <laughs> you need to get all the important parts in right and you try to be as informative or you know in detail as you can and when there's so much to compact down into you know you've got so much and you try to compact into something so much smaller it's quite hard and you know, people lose interest very easily. Oh, and 100%. That's a big thing about that you, I'm not sure, you probably learned this 100% yourself on Instagram. I can tell by the way you edit your videos and stuff. For me, it took a while on TikTok, but it's not all, YouTube is different. You know, every social media is different. For TikTok, you want to get to the point, you want to have your hook. This is this might be great advice for anyone to start, you know, their TikTok, start, uh, you know, uh, blogging or whatever. But in my opinion, like, you want to have the first three to five seconds as interesting as possible, get to your point, 
doesn't mean just rushing it too, too much, but you don't want to drag things too much along as much as you want to, because people lose interest very quickly, very, yeah. very quickly. It's not the type of, um, it's not the type of blog where you can spend, you know, 20 minutes reading the first like, like backstory as to where you got the idea of the recipe. You right. just need to go, this is what I'm doing and then start. Yes, 100%. It took me a while to realize that too. Like you were saying, you did the longer videos trying to help. With my old TikToks, I try to do that too. I try to give in detail why I would use this certain ingredient instead of this one, why it was better, uh, this calorie for this, just in detail, which is very informative and helpful, but it's just not the right platform to be doing that. And then when you, it's all trial and error, you know, you only yeah. find, you, you, you try something, you realize it doesn't work and then you learn eventually. But the biggest thing is like, Honestly, you just have to find ways to, ca to catch the audience's attention while staying informative, not keeping it too long because people's attention spans, you know, they're not, you know, they don't want to be sitting there for too long and getting bored. They'll just, it takes half a millisecond to swap your finger into the next video. I was about to mention the, the people's attention spans because um, that's a massive one. And I think, I don't know if you watch many YouTubers or not, but a lot of YouTubers um, are starting to get pretty upset that their views have gone down. But I think mm. that's exactly why is because yeah. of platforms like TikTok where people can watch, you know, 40 videos in the same time that they've watched one YouTube video. It makes 100%. complete sense. Yep, yeah. definitely does. And like for a YouTube video, if you're making it, you know, 10, 15 minutes long, you have to keep the audience, the person watching has to be entertained for 10 to 15 minutes long. It takes someone three seconds to click out of this video, you know, to decide for their brain to go, look, I'm, I'm bored. You know? Yeah, and it's a simple and, swipe up action, yeah. man. It's not like you go and like have to exit something and then open something else. You just swipe. Exactly, hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, look, I you know I take I see the way you edit things, you edit your videos and stuff, and you're doing a great job. You know how to do that very well. And it took me a while to realize that too. It was well, yeah, it was a learning curve, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, man, hundred percent, hundred percent. But it's I think um, a lot of people try and make it look too professional straight away. If you mm -hmm. sort of know what I mean. A hundred percent. I do get that. A lot of like the top down videography and stuff like that. Um, people will wait until they have a top down tripod in order to actually start their account when really yeah. just start for those people that I are didn't even, I didn't even have one about three weeks ago, dude. I literally only got one three weeks ago before that I was handheld like, and I didn't even know, I used to always see people's videos and I used to think, how are they doing this? You know, like I, I, the same, man. I, I even looked at building my own and that's how much I wanted to do one. Cause I could never no find way. a cheap one, man. Most of the ones I could yeah. find were like 200 bucks plus. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They are, they are, they're not, they're not cheap for sure. No, and, and look, even, um, all this stuff takes time. You slowly have to adjust to, you know, if you if you try to be too professional too quickly, it will be overwhelming after a bit. You know, you might be able to do it for like you know a day or two, but then all that stuff if it's if you if it's all just at once hitting you, where you have to focus so much on too so much on the quality. I'm not saying don't focus on quality. It's definitely a big thing, but um, it's not it's not it's not going to be your um, uh, you know it's your make or break. You know, having no. that. I've, man, I've like seen that. some very poor quality filmed videos go absolutely mental. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, quality quality plays a part, but if someone genuinely enjoys, like, the actual content that's in the video, it doesn't really matter what the quality is like, people will still pay attention to it. 100%. Quality is still something to pay attention to if you're looking to start, for sure. That's right. Um, speaking of content and stuff you've created, mate, what is your favorite recipe that you've created? Uh, honestly, I think the reason, it might not be, like, a crazy recipe in, in like, 
perspective to, you know, certain recipes out there when it comes to look wise or too much like taste wise. But I'm not sure if you've seen my video, but it's my my breakfast wrap. Uh, oh it's yeah, I saw just, that. Yeah, man. Look for me, why it's my favorite is I li- I had that wrap every day for I can't I don't even know how many days in a row, month you know months in a row because of how convenient it was, how much protein I would get in, and how tasty it was, and how you can I love meals that you can customize to your own way. You know, for certain ones you can't you know add ingredients change certain ingredients but for this one that i made you know if you don't like the tomato you substitute it for something else if you don't want as many egg whites you don't have to have as many but it's just something that's so convenient easy simple but effective for me personally and i could tell because that video did go pretty well and i had a lot of messages about that uh recipe as well and photos of people seeing it to me and that's probably my favorite one just because of all those you know it ticks so many boxes for what for the audience that we cater to Man, that simplicity in recipes is where it's at. That's something I, I really try to strive for the most. Like I don't try and do any over-the-top cooking techniques for two reasons. One, simplicity. And two, I'm not a chef. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> What's your favorite one that you've made? Um, Probably brownies, to be honest, man. Just because they are so versatile and you can do mm-hmm. so much with them. Like You can yep. put whatever the hell you want in them and they're still going to taste good, guaranteed. That's but right. That's as far right, as like, um, maybe if I'm if I'm t- going to talk savory, I was pretty happy with the honey chicken, and I've had some good reviews on that so far. So that looked amazing. I need that. to try that. Yeah, I man, it's, it's that. pretty damn tasty, man. Pretty damn tasty. Yeah. Um, you were if, only doing sweets at one point, weren't you? I my first savory post was not all that long ago. Really? Like, when was like that? Like not all that long ago at all. Um, it was mini pizzas I okay. did, and I did it more of like a snack hack than an actual recipe kind of okay. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and those chicken sandwiches that I did oh, as right. well with the cauliflower. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, oh, they yes, were awesome. Yes, they were um, amazing. My first savory post was the 5th of July. That's not that long ago at all. No, that's so that's when wow. I started doing savory. And before that, I predominantly focused on baking and cooking with protein powder, mm-hmm. um, which is really fun, but it yeah. can get... A little monotonous mm-hmm. uh, so actually doing the savory stuff kind of helped me help the account as well which was good yeah for sure it's always good to it's always good to be a bit uh you know versatile in your content yeah hundred you'll get a you, that's how you'll drag your new audience in you know you've got you're having your sweets you know your sweet tooth people and then having your, your savory lovers out there it's good because you can put them all in one place and then cater for both with different recipes but um, yeah, no, you need to keep up, keep doing those savory ones as well, as long as you're enjoying doing them and you're getting oh, good man, feedback. I love them. And because I actually get to eat the food as well, obviously. Exactly. Like, every, I eat everything I make. I don't throw anything out unless, of good. course, it's a fail, yes. um, which does happen. I feel like people will just automatically think I'd never fail. I definitely, definitely fail. There's oh, been yeah. countless failures. Definitely. Um, but yeah, because yeah, I eat everything I make. Like I'll have some people message me and say, hey, can you make uh, you know, a prawn dish? And I'm like, no, because mm. I hate prawns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna. I'm not willing to make food and like spend my money on food that I know I'm not gonna like. Like there'd be yeah. no point. Or someone will say, you know, why can't you make that but then make it taste good? I'm like, because yes. I, I don't like it. Yeah, hundred. I already know I don't like it. Yeah, hundred percent. You don't. You don't want to be. Look, you don't. As much as you want to be helping everyone else, if you're, you do not want to be throwing food out. You know, like, no. I mean, like I said, uh, a lot of people don't realize it. It, it is, you know, quite a bit of money to get all this stuff and then the time does come up people don't realize how much you know you might fail for you uh, for me personally you know it happens 
more than you might think, and I'm not sure if it does for you. But for as me, as far as failing, like, yeah, like failing <laughs> recipes, yeah, yeah, like, man, you know, it's, and it's, then it's a daily it occurrence. It's sad. The thing is, I, I remember I put a um, a picture of some cookies in the bin up on my Instagram once, and someone replied to me and said, "Why don't you give them to the homeless?" Um, there's a couple of reasons. One, they're inedible. Like if mm-hmm. I throw something out, it's it's inedible. Like yeah. and I wouldn't feed it to my dog, let alone another person. Yeah. Um, and two, there's actually not that many homeless people around me. Yeah. Spe- right. Like in my like specific area, if there yeah. was, and I and I made something, and I did, I just didn't want it. I'd just go and give it to them. I'd be like, yeah, hey, I made this. Right. Do you want it? If not, that's cool. But you know, 100%. Here's some yeah, food that's if different. you want it. Yeah, that's, that, that's completely different. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you on that one. Yeah, man. It's, yeah, the only time I'll throw out food is if it's like inedible. Yeah. Um, like if you've burnt it completely, you've put too. Like there's been times where I've burnt. Like I've accidentally left it on a certain setting on the oven or something, right? And I've absolutely burnt it to the point where not even a bird would want to nibble on it. Not even. <laughs> no, no, like, it's just completely and, botched. Yeah, 100%. And it happens, you know, quite often. But what can you do? What can exactly. You do? Are there yeah. any specific recipes or is there any specific botched recipes, I should say, um, that stick with you the most as to like moments that it happened? That's actually such an awesome question. I have to. Let me think on top of my head. There has... Okay. So, on top of my head, it may not necessarily be when I was making it, but when um, when I did make it. So, you know how, for example, with my videos, I show myself on some certain videos, like at the start, I bring the food up to the camera. On the <laughs> you board. hold it up. <laughs> Man, I... I know what you're going to say. Yes. <laughs> I made the mac and cheese, you know, the pie protein one, and... I put it up and, you know, sometimes I catch it and stuff and I show the blooper, it's funny. But this time I completely forgot, like, it was in, it was in like the glass type of material on, on a board as well, which I shouldn't have had. I should have just been holding it like, <laughs> like with, 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 you know, those oven mitts or whatever. And I just see it, bro, go straight off the board and smash all over the <laughs> ground, like the glass, everything. Oh, so like man. on top of my head, as soon as you ask you that question, it's the first thing that I could think of where something bad has happened, at least to one of my recipes, not necessarily the cooking, but I couldn't even get the video out because it's the first clip that I was, <laughs> you know, supposed to show. It's the first clip. That was my first take of the video of, you know, showing it. I can't just show the video of me cooking it and then know, you know, what it looks no like. No end product. It's cooked. Yeah, and I was, I sat there just looking at it. And I'm like, I'm, I, I don't even, I don't even know what to do right now. So then the next day, I made the one where I posted. But the good news is, you could have just remade the recipe and then just used all the footage that you've already filmed cooking it. Because the filming that, yeah. the cooking is what takes a lot of time. Because you need to prep the stuff, you need to make sure yeah. that you have it all weighed out, ready to go, yeah. so you can just throw it in the pot. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It sucks. Yeah, but man. Have you have you stuffed up any certain recipe on top of your head, like the worst one that you can think of? Um, I've done some, I've done some shocking cookies in my time because cookies are for some reason something that a lot of people want. But whenever I post them, they don't really gain much traction. It's very strange. Um, oh, happen. Yeah, I don't really get. Oh, my my very first attempt at honey chicken. Uh, my chicken was very pink in the middle, so I was a bit medium rare. Right. Uh, so that was an interesting one uh, because I'd already completed the dish and and done it all properly um, or like served it all up. I couldn't just cook it again. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't too nice. Yeah. But my dog loved it, yeah. so that was cool. <laughs> At least you could give it to someone, huh? Yeah, it's exactly. And yeah, yeah. you know, not poison my girlfriend or anything like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly right. Um, Matt, I've got just a random sort of question for you here. And it's something mm-hmm. I like to ask people because I'm always interested in the answer. If yeah. you could go back and give 15-year-old Des any advice, what would you tell yourself? That's an awesome question. And that's an awesome question. Um... Oh, they've put me on this. Oh, let's think. So when it comes to, all I can think about right now is when it comes to, you know, where I was when it comes to my health, right? And, um... Could, it, hang on, I'll interrupt you for a second. Because yeah. when did you start your weight loss journey? I started, so it was, uh, I'm not sure how it was for you. For me personally, it was it was, it was a roller coaster, right? It was ups and downs. I, I lost a little bit, but then I gained it back. I lost a little bit and I gained it back. So altogether, it's been about three years now, but I've made most of, you know, most of my progress has been in the past year. But altogether, it's been three years, but it has been a lot of ups and a lot of downs and a lot of, you know, you know, I'd lose weight, but then I'd gain it back. Yeah. So, am, and am yeah. I getting this right? You lost 60 kilos. Altogether, yes, it's been 60 kilos since, since three years ago. When I was at my highest, I was at my highest at 135. Man, that's a big yeah. drop. It, it, it's a it's it's a big drop. And look, I was in a bad position or I was in a bad spot in life when I was at that weight, like a very dark place where a lot of people, are, you know, they do go through that and everyone is human and it's okay, right? But that's, um, that's where I was in life and it played a big part. So that's a big reason for it. But yeah, like all, it has been altogether three years, but... It, it's been, uh, I think everything that I've gone through, all the fails, all the times that I ended up, you know, gaining the weight back and stuff, I learned something new and that's what got me to where I am now. Nice, man. As far as like when you gain the weight back, were there, were there moments in there where you did like any yo-yo diets that sort of contributed mm. to that, you think? or? Uh, so like when I first started, I had no idea what the ca- what a calorie deficit was. Same. Right? I, yeah. Well, they, I, I don't think a lot of people do, man. I think no. a lot of people don't, they, you know, a lot of people think uh, a certain food, which is, this is okay because I was in the position you were, a lot of people think that certain food groups is what causes you to be fat or causes you to gain weight. It's not that certain food, it's eating too much of that certain food, for example, right? It's just too many calories. That's all it is. And the day you realize that, I promise you, it will change. Everything it, changes. Every, Your whole mindset whole changes. Whole thing. And look, there's nothing wrong with, for example, like, see, before when I first, I'm not sure if you went through this, but I thought just eating healthy meant losing weight, right? But I was yeah. eating, you know, for, let's, say, let's say, for example, when I have an acai bowl, 900 calories, I'll have an avocado, I'll have, a, I'll have half an avocado with two toasts oh you know what i mean so there's nothing wrong with having healthy foods but you just need to be mindful if your goal is to lose weight with how much of that certain food you're eating because the whole the whole reason the calorie deficit it's not it's not a it's not a diet it's just the formula behind our bodies and how we lose weight yeah yeah 110 percent. yeah i completely That's agree right. with that um i know i've shared a few times my story but when i first started you know i just dropped carbs completely mm-hmm. um i was lucky that i didn't sort of rebound and, and gain a lot of weight back but I did give myself right. some severe binge eating issues in the meantime yep. um, which obviously is less than ideal for absolutely anyone yep. but yeah I was very lucky in the fact that I sort of I did, I'm not going to say I had a lot of willpower I just mm-hmm. was scared of gaining weight 
Yeah, definitely. Was that hard for you? How was it cutting out the carbs? Because I personally, you know, I never had a point where I cut out certain, like, for example, carbs or, you know, certain food groups. But was that hard for you? How was that? Do you know what, man? I hate saying this because I don't want to encourage anyone to do it. But Mm. it was fairly easy. Right. Like, for the first sort of one to two weeks, it's a little bit of a struggle and you're craving. But after Mm. that, it was pretty smooth sailing. And I did it for a solid six months okay okay um yeah it was it it got very very easy and then i used to have people say to me you know when you walk down like the lolly and the chocolate and the confectionery aisle how do you just not pick up something and start eating it i'm like well because after a little bit you don't feel like eating it yeah you don't crave it your body your body just doesn't crave it and it it also comes down to how how much you really want to get to this goal that you have in mind as well if you're really chasing this goal at least is for me i wanted to make a change so so badly where um i didn't cut out certain food groups but like um i didn't you know i stayed away for example from you know i used to love lollies and stuff like that so i stayed away from lollies as much as possible but i would treat myself right yeah but it's certain sacrifices like we've mentioned they have to make it doesn't have to be certain food groups it may work it worked for you which is amazing for some people it might not work right like a certain food group but um there is some sacrifice that you might have to make when it comes to certain you know like foods for example you know like lollies or certain junk food that you might be having too much of we just have to cut down yeah, there are certain like certain things that you're just gonna have to put aside and say, look, I can't. Not not that you can't have the food. Mm. Um, I don't think anyone should ever, you know, say that they can't have a food. Yeah. But limit the amount that you do intake 100%. for sure. Um, so I think another another thing with it is being goal driven. Um, yes. So obviously, you know, uh, we we spoke about this just before we started actually, where um, I was I started to go blind in my left eye, and that was my goal. My goal was to then fine okay i'll lose the weight and then be quote unquote healthy yeah um was there any sort of kicker for you as to why you started was there like what was the what was the switch that clicked in des's head when he went all right it's time to make a change so obviously um you have the obvious things right it's it's how you feel it's um you know anyone that's been in the position um that we have you know necessarily been in at least for me right um you you feel the feeling compared to now and before inside, you know, internally, how you feel is a whole different feeling, right? Before, I didn't enjoy the feeling. Um, I definitely didn't like the way I looked. But what made that click for me was um, I was scrolling through YouTube and, you know, I could never, I never back then imagined myself um, looking, you know, differently, looking the way I look now. But... Uh, I could just never compare it to anything. That was my problem in my head. Like I could never go, I could never imagine myself. And then one time I was scrolling through YouTube and I saw this suggested video of some dude's uh, transformation, uh, weight loss transformation. And his body where he was before when he was overweight was literally very similar or exactly to mine. And then he lost a lot of weight and he looked awesome. And just the way he was like explaining the videos, how he felt and just, it was so motivational to me. And that's what gave me that first click to finally be able to imagine, whoa, he's got a similar body type to me. If he can do it, I can do it. Because I never had really anyone around me that has done anything similar to what I have done when it comes to the weight loss. So I didn't really have anyone to talk to or, you know, you know what I mean? I had no one to look at and go, okay, if they could do it, I could do it. So that was yep. my first click for me personally. Yeah, man, that's really cool. Um, isn't it weird how things like that can just come from anywhere? 
Like you're just yeah. browsing through YouTube, you see something, you're like, oh, I could do that. That guy looks That's like right. me. I can definitely do that. 100%. And it's something like you just mentioned. It's something so small where you wouldn't even guess that that's like the first reason that, you know, start, you know, gave you that click to start. And then obviously from there, um, you know, you start off bit by bit. But is it, how did you start as well? How did you start? Was it was it mainly because of you going uh, blind in your eye or was there other reasons as well that may, maybe gave you that click? It was mainly the uh, mainly the eye. Yeah. So lost, lost the, the weight eye. and then, you know, struggled with binge eating for a bit there and discovered what yeah. a calorie deficit was and what a calorie yep. surplus was and then um, put, mm. my through, put myself through a bit of a surplus, gained a bit of weight, lost it again, like gained the weight yeah. on purpose, lost it again, got shredded, um, got another pretty bad binge eating issue. Uh, that one was a lot, a lot worse than really? the other one that I had. Yeah, it sucked, man. I was eating like a whole jar of Biscoff followed by like six donuts followed by cake followed, I just didn't care really um, yeah, wow. it was it was nuts that was in uh, November 2019 that was so, and how long did that last uh, whew, a few months okay yeah wow um, that, 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 that's crazy yeah so what happened was and I would try and track binges uh, which, mm-hmm. which I some people do some people don't some people recommend it some people don't but Yep. I probably shouldn't have done it because I recognized how much of a surplus it was putting me in, um, right. which was just devastating for my mental health. So in March of 2020, I just stopped tracking completely. And then okay. I just let my body do its thing. I tried to level out, started listening to proper hunger cues, um, didn't mm-hmm. pay attention to any any calories at all, like not even mm-hmm. protein. I didn't give a shit about protein. I just yep. like knew I tried to eat you know, higher protein stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't care if I didn't hit my numbers and I just, yeah, listened to my hunger cues and made sure I got intact with my body again and it did yep. me absolute wonders. That's good, man. It looks, yeah, look, everyone has their own ways of um, overcoming certain things like, for example, in your case, the binge eating. That's, a, that's, a, that's, I mean, I can, because I've never had problems with necessarily binge eating like that, but I can imagine how, how much hard work it has it actually is to get out of that you know mentally it it's, would be yeah it's a men- it's a massive mental struggle it's very draining to try and get through it yeah it would be definitely but it's it's worth it at the end you know and there are people oh, that deal with it in different ways like some people yeah. will track their maintenance for a little bit or even go into a surplus and track the entire time to try and beat it i personally didn't i just stopped tracking completely and did like whatever my body wanted i just ate everything yeah 100% everything works for different people you just got to find exactly what works for you it, all right, we've been speaking now for a little bit, even though it feels like 30 seconds, and I feel like that's probably uh, probably a good thing, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did get Des, for those that are listening, I did get Des to throw up a bit of a question box uh, yesterday, which would have been three days ago, if you're listening to this on the day it was released. And if you're not, then it would have been whenever the hell it was. Um, I got Des to throw up a bit of a question box, and he sent me through some of the questions that were either more common or that he picked out specifically that he'd like to answer. Now... All right, so we'll start off with the first one, um, which is one of my favorite questions of all time. What is the best best exercises to lose fat in certain parts of your body? Awesome question. And that's one that I can almost guarantee that you get a lot as well. And Loads. I get, yeah, I get that. And it's also something that I used to ask myself, maybe not to certain people, but I used to ask myself and be like, what can I, and I need to look it up and stuff. And this I'll is do all of the sit-ups to get abs. Yeah, exactly. And it's something where if you look it up right now, for example, on YouTube, like I did back when I wanted to lose weight, what will you get? You'll get videos of people telling you to do sit-ups. Dude, get... there'll be so many ab workouts for yeah. it. Or even not specifically that that 
thing but if you're like trying to lose like the quote unquote this is not me saying that people have these but quote unquote like flabby grandma arms yeah there's there's going to be tricep bicep exercises Mm -hmm. and we're here to tell you that no exercise you do will be able to spot reduce fat in certain areas of your body your stubborn if you have stubborn fat for example me i had stubborn fat on my hips right that's where it just it's genetics that's just where it was yeah it took the longest leave if you the biggest thing is being in a de- being in a calorie deficit right nothing crazy you don't have to be in a crazy deficit but be in a calorie deficit and have patience and work out do you but there will not be one certainly if you do ex- if you do certain exercises you will not just get rid of fat the same way your body decided where and when to put on fat is the same way it will decide when and where it will take off fat yep that's so there won't be an exercise correct. yeah and we're, we're here to, me and zach are here to, zach and i are here both to tell you both that it's do not if anyone tries to tell you to do certain exercises to lose uh, hip fat arm fat whatever it is that is false information and it's 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 sad how much of how that's so, so much of that like you know statement out there that you can do you know do sit-ups to get rid of belly fat uh circle your arms in you know like you know, <laughs> so do your, the you know I, circle <laughs> and you know they go they go they got the thing about it though they go crazy those videos you know i've seen a girl on tiktok that had to get rid of arm fat and she's sitting there circling her arms and it had like four million views man that's, and I'm it's just like, mental to think yeah, like it's it's, i don't know how um, how stuff like that is actually still getting around and still getting Not approved. Like it should just shouldn't be able to be put online at all. Seriously, it's so sad because it, you know what it is. It'll, it's people. It will. Do you know how? I, I can just imagine the amount of people that actually sit there and end up doing that. You know, and you're sitting there doing it every day for weeks on months on end. Just you know, and it's sad because they genuinely have no idea. And we're both in a position what a calorie deficit is and stuff. And you're just trying to look for answers. And this is why I'll always preach and try to be honest as I can through my personal experience and, you know, what other people have experienced like yourself. And I'm here, we're both here to tell you there is not one exercise that will spot reduce fat. Just be in a deficit, be patient. The biggest thing is patience. The biggest thing people, you know, they don't have a lot of patience. You just have to be patient as time goes by, that fat will go away. Yeah, slowly but surely, just keep chipping away surely. and it'll go. Yeah, definitely. Um, legend. Now, next one, how, oh, I mean, we've already brought up motivation, but yeah, uh, we'll bring it up again. Yeah, how sure. to stay motivated during your weight loss journey, especially when the scales don't move? Um, look, like I said, uh, especially with that question, when it comes to do with the motivation, in my opinion, motivation comes and goes. There'll be days where you'd be motivated and where you don't. But the discipline is where it needs to come in. When you don't feel like going, at least try. You will not regret at least trying to go for a workout. And if you enjoy it, you keep going. If you don't, be like, look, I'll, you know, I'll try again tomorrow. Because it happens. We're all human and that's fine. Like, it's it's not something abnormal. You don't need to beat yourself up over and be like, you know, oh, you know, I'm not doing well, this and this and that. And then with the scale part is don't use the scale as the only tool to track your progress. Because the scale can be your worst, worst, worst enemy if you're trying to lose weight. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. As I said, or as we both said in the halfway through the episode, you know, make sure you're paying attention to more than just the scale. Definitely. Scales suck, man. I hate my scales. (laughs) Yes, I mean, look, you've got, like like we mentioned, you've got progress pictures you can measure yourself. How you feel and how you fit in clothes are big things that have nothing to do with the scale. And that number, that number, like a lot of people think, you know, you you hop on that scale, that number cannot determine your body fat 
your muscle, how much water water weight you have. There's so many different factors that play into that number on that scale. And you standing on that scale and going, if it goes up by a kilo or two, and then you sit there and go, I'm not, because the goal is to lose fat, right? You want to lose, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to lose fat. If you sit there and go, damn, I'm not doing well, but then you might have eaten a bit more the night before. You might have had a bit more salt. You might have not gone to the bathroom. It is. Yeah, it's you so might have factors. eaten a little bit later. You might have. You might, yeah. Exactly. There's so many different factors. So like, it's not saying stay away from the scale completely. It's just saying don't rely on it. And you know, don't. Yeah, as as we mentioned, don't rely on it. There's plenty of other tools that you can use, that, like we just mentioned. Couldn't agree more, mate. Couldn't agree more. There you go. Um, next question: How long did it take you to lose sixty kilos? So yeah, altogether it's been three years, and as I said, I went from 135 down to it was I think 110, right? So it might not seem like a like a big jump, for example. Dude, 20 people, kilos is yeah, a big jump. It, it really, when you look, for example, I'm not sure if a lot of people know this, but if you, for example, go on Google right now and look up even just two kilos of fat, and obviously I haven't lost 60 kilos of fat, right? But I have. If you even just look up the two kilos of fat, and you look at how big two kilos of fat really is, it's actually quite shocking so for anyone out there that you know says i've only lost you know this many kilos you need to go look up how many kilos of you know you know this how a certain amount of fat is and you'll be shocked or even better um just say i get people that get disheartened when they're like oh you know i've only i've only lost five kilos and i'll be like all right now strap that five kilos to yourself and do a pull-up exactly exactly 100 percent and yeah, like altogether, it's been yeah three years, bit of ups and downs, but most of my progress has been made this year. I, you know, I had, I think I posted a photo of myself a year ago on my Instagram, and if you compare, you know, this year, this past year compared to the years before, not too much. I, th- there was a lot of change. Don't get me wrong, but most of the change where I made has been in this year, and yeah, altogether, it's been three years or so. Nice man, it's a, it's a hell of a journey, and the thing yeah. is, like, it's an ongoing journey. It never yeah. ends, mm-hmm. and I think that's um, I think that's part of the fun of it. If you enjoy it, obviously, if you don't enjoy it, and you just want to lose the weight, then lose the weight and get out. <laughs> that's right, hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, a very common question that I know you've been asked before, or not necessarily you, but like four or five people have messaged <laughs> the just the podcast page when they found yeah. out you were coming on. People want to know what you do for a job and how you balance your social media while doing your job. Right. So that's an awesome question. Um, so I do a few different things. I do social media managing, social media marketing. I actually own my own music label, my own promotion music label. So I promote music. I find people that have talent, but not a lot of exposure. And then I market their music. I don't know and if you know I- this or not, mate, but I'm a hell of a rapper. Aya? No, I'm <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, yeah, I was going to say, if you are, I'm going to hook you up. But uh, that's what I, no, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do. And I also, you know, I have little side things I do, such as cryptocurrency and investments and things like that. But I do have, you know, I do have maybe more time uh, than, you know, the traditional nine, someone that works nine to five um, to be able to concentrate on what I'm doing when it comes to my, uh, you know, this TikTok, Instagram stuff or the content that I'm doing. Not necessarily that you have more time, but you probably structure mm. your time a lot better as well. That's right. That's that, that's right. So I get to choose, I, I mainly get to, you know, I work from home, so I get to choose when I can do certain things. And it's all, I, it's not really on when someone else tells me to do it. It's just on me figuring out what works best for me and when it works best for me. 
Hundred percent, man. Um, I've got another question here. This one's actually from a lady called Tina Tran, who is probably one of the most lovely people I've spoken to through Instagram. Um, okay. It is uh, mental toughness learnings from your weight loss journey. So anything that you've learned that has helped you build any mental resilience throughout your okay. weight loss journey. Um. So like something that's. Uh for example, give, give me a, give me a quick example. I'm trying to think of like, um, trying to think of something on top of my head. Know, but, um, I think for for me personally, uh, as far as mental toughness, it's a tough question. It, it is, is a very it really tough is. question. It is. Um, the fear of gaining weight. Ooh, the mental is, the mental toughness yeah. there that I had to really really fight through mm-hmm. was extreme. Um, yeah. It it hurt a lot. And it took a lot of working through, and it, sometimes now I still slip up and I still like don't want to lose abs or anything like that. But it is very much something that is a, a big mental game, and I know yeah, it is for be. a lot of people. Yes, definitely. Um, and I guarantee, like, there are people listening to this who will be like, "Yep, yeah, that's that sucks. I, I do the same thing." Um, and the only way I got through it was actually just gaining the weight. Really? Like yeah, just, just yeah. going through it. Just going, let's just see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it might be also another thing that plays into part is like, um, look, if you, will it stop? You know, like, will you be able to tell yourself to stop? Will you have that uh, mentality to be like, okay, now it's time to stop? Because, I mean, when for me personally, when I gained the weight, right, um, I didn't realize that I gained it, you know? Yeah. And you just don't know until... It's too until late it's time already. to lose it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until it's time to lose it. So, I mean, for me, honestly, when it comes to that question, the only th- the main thing that I can think of is like, well, I know a lot of people experience this too. It's like learning to actually love yourself, right? Oh, and it's, dude, a hundred percent. Yeah, and it's not necessarily look hundred percent. And it's like, look, it's a, I didn't do this for someone else, right? I don't do this for anyone else's approval. But it's like before, if you're in a position, which I know a lot of people that will be listening to this might you know experience something similar if you're sitting there and you hate the way you look for yourself and you hate the way you feel and that feeling man no matter what you're doing throughout the day no matter how happy you might be that's always in the back of your head you're always worrying about what someone's thinking about you you hate the way you are it's just a it's a massive thing that sits on your shoulders all the time so being in that so being able to get somewhere in life where you can finally look at yourself and just like you know take that deep breath and be like oh, you know i'm actually for the first time satisfied where I am for myself and how I'm feeling and how I look for me. I think that's the biggest for me personally, mental take through all of this. Mate, I love that. Absolutely yeah, love that. Uh, all right. Now I've got two sort of closing slash finale questions. Uh, these are obviously specifically from me. Mm-hmm. The yeah. first one um, is what does success look like to you? Success. Oh man. Um, honestly, when it comes to success for me, it's, just doing what I'm doing now. Now there's different levels to it in my opinion, right? But my goal is has always been since I started this like I said to help people because there's always there's there's so much misinformation out there and there's just a lot out there that people don't know about when it comes to weight loss which I feel like they should when it comes to like I said the nutrition and the food part because it's the hardest. For success for me is hearing that I'm genuinely helping so many people and if I'm continue doing that 
then I know I'm doing something right and I feel like I'm succeeding in what I'm doing. Now, there's obviously different levels to it. You'll get more people seeing it. You'll be helping more people. But as long as I'm continuing to help people and that's because that's my goal, then for me, that's personally succeeding in this field and what I'm doing. Yeah, perfect answer, man. Absolutely love that. Awesome. At least you didn't say buy a Lamborghini. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah, man, look, I mean, if if you're doing anything in life, in my opinion, in my opinion, right, if you're doing anything in life and your goal is to only do that but you don't enjoy what you're doing, you, I don't think you'll get very far no matter what you're doing. Don't you have know? a material goal. Don't. And because Never. especially if you don't, a lot of people do things that they don't enjoy, you know, and they, you know, and everyone's different and stuff and I get that, but, you know, you see a lot of people out there, man, and... If you don't enjoy what you're doing and you're trying to chase something that, for example, the materialistic stuff, but you hate what you're doing, right? I I don't think you'll be doing it for very long. And even if you are, you're going to be depressed. And, you know, in my opinion, it just isn't worth it. Exactly. Exactly. No no amount of money um, will make you the happiest person in the world. No no car will make you It definitely solves problems. Like, you know, for example, the money thing, it would definitely solve problems, but it doesn't make you happy, you know? And especially if you're, like I said, in my, and I feel like you're in this position too, you enjoy what you're doing, right? Yeah. So the stuff on the side, you know, is definitely, definitely helps. It definitely helps, but it doesn't change your whole entire life. But when you enjoy what you're doing, everything is a step-by-step and, you know, new levels come when it comes to, you know, certain brands that reach out and certain things that you do and collab with that, might help you out more within that income field. But when you're enjoying what you're doing, it's not your main focus and you're not focused on materialistic things, you'll be much happier. And it feels a lot easier. Definitely. hundred so percent. Final question yeah. for you, mate. Final question. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would you like it to be? Uh, definitely just someone that... Um, definitely just someone that wanted to help people. For example, like... Where you and me, there's there's a lot of people out there where, you know they you know they we've, I feel like you and me have been through a lot. Anyone in this instance or in uh, that's lost weight, right? If you've lost weight, it's a big deal in general, and you should be proud of that. But if you've lost weight, for example, and you're wanting to help people in any way, shape, or form, that maybe doesn't even benefit you, right? Um, that I honestly, that's um, yeah, like that, just just want to be remembered by um just helping people and uh yeah that's literally it for me just wanted to help people that's my goal ever since i started that's what i want people to take away from what i do um yeah for me that's, that's perfect, basically man. it man that's yeah. perfect I, f- I feel like our our goals align extremely well they are very um, very similar yeah like i know I've, I've spoken to some people who i've been chalk and cheese with and this is why when when i sort of communicate with someone new i'll message them um, and I'll be like, oh, you know, like, what's your goal with your account? This, that, or the other. And if they're like, oh, you know, I just, I really want to help people. Then yeah. I'm like, perfect. I'll give you all the time I possibly can. Definitely. Um, I have spoken to a few people who've been like, I'm trying to grow my business. And I'm like, mm. well, you know, I'll still, you know, communicate with you, but I probably won't help you as much because I know that our goals don't align terrifically. Definitely. And you can kind of tell as well. I'm not sure. I mean, for me, you can kind of tell, you know, you can see some people where maybe if, um, which happens online, you know, if you're someone that's in our field and your videos, maybe it just happens, you know, where you have a week where they don't do too well, you'll see them start to give up and stuff. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're just in it for, they don't want to help anyone, you know, genuinely, but it's different when you see someone that 
that's grinding, 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 no matter what is happening with their account and their engagement and stuff, you can tell that they're genuinely wanting to help people. And, you know, that's the big thing. 100% man couldn't agree more alright we'll wrap that up here because it's been 90 minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it went by quick huh yeah really quick man really quick alright thanks so much for jumping on Des appreciate it thank you so much for having me and thank you everyone who has tuned in if you've made it this far congratulations I don't know how you did it because you know my voice isn't the prettiest I like Des <laughs> so it's alright <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in guys it means a lot to me that you've stuck around and listened to this far I know there's tens of thousands of podcasts out there that you could have listened to and for some reason you picked this one to listen to my annoying voice for an hour and a half thanks so much and thanks again to Des thank you so much and thank you for listening guys I appreciate you all and I'll talk to you in the next one <laughs>